This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. I'm Christine Wong, and you're listening to Raise Your Game. We live in a chaotic, uncertain, and ever-changing world today, and the workforce and leadership positions of the present era demand a sense of resilience that perhaps may have been lacking in the past. Today, the concept of resilience has been replaced with a new term, GRIT, G-R-I-T, made popular by the author Angela Duckworth in her book, Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. And today I have Ang Hui Ming, co-founder of Leaderonomics, on the line to speak about it. So let's just get started. Um, tell me a bit about what grit is. Well, as you say, you know, grit is really the buzzword today. Uh, it's it's really a buzzword amongst uh, employers, the HR side circle, even entrepreneurs, investors, and, and I think even parents and teachers are really uh, bringing up this uh, term grit. Yeah? Many say it's the secret sauce to greatness and success. Um, and I think there are many ways to define great. I am personally attracted to the definition that uh, Caroline Adams Millers in her book, Get Great, um, puts it. And she defines it as the passionate pursuit of hard goals that awes and inspires you and others to become better people, to flourish emotionally, take positive risks and live your best lives. Mm-hmm. I believe when you have true grit, right, you, you work incredibly hard on your goals and follow through with all your commitments. Um, maybe a more layman definition is the one that Angela Lee Duckworth made popular. And, and she says this, grit is passion and sustained persistence that is applied towards long-term achievements with no particular concern for rewards or recognitions along the way. And it combines resilience, ambition, self-control in the pursuit of goals that may take months, years, or even decades. Mm. I, I really look at it as it's probably just a very simple term is just to say that it's really unstoppable work ethics, uh, a force to reckon with. Mm. Uh, just one question before we move on to sort of why employers, you know, look for that. Why is grit the term of choice? You know, isn't this just, uh, can you uh, name this mm. as determination or resilience instead? Mm. Good, good question, uh, Christine. In fact, that's always the question that's raised. You know, people say, isn't this the same meaning as persevere, you know, don't give up and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. But actually, greed is the uh, a bigger umbrella. So all the things that we used to hear, like perseverance, resilience, you know, uh, working at it, uh, not giving up, they're actually fall under the umbrella of greed because greed is actually much wider than that. And it, there are many components that, and it's not just perseverance, it does certain things like the reason why you exist, um, pursuing what is important, what what makes sense instead of just um, senseless pursuit of something. Mm, I see. So, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, employers, right, uh, obviously it feels that they should be looking for uh, employees with great, like talent who have these, these sets of qualities, right? So, you know, tell me about why having grit is critical to being a good employee. I would say it's actually very, very critical. Um, and it is critical enough that a company like Google, who hires about you know, 4,000 employees in a year, and they have to receive through millions of applications that they receive. And they, this grit as one of the leading characteristics that it looks for over grades, over IQ, and sometimes even EQ today. You know, um, I would sum it up probably in three, three big buckets of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, when we look at companies and organizations or startups, their main aim is really to aim for success, right? And they need people who are committed for the long run, people who will be productive, effective, and continuously growing themselves and the organization. So having people with grit is important because the cost of recruitment, the cost of investing in talent, or even investing in an entrepreneur startup is really high. 
And employers, leaders, decision makers, uh, they would like to ensure that the person they are investing in or onboarding has greed so that they can achieve the goals that are agreed on, able to add value, and they are able to contribute positively in the long run to be, to be able to you know continue to grow these people and be challenged. And, and these people are able to solve problems in the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, employers yeah, and leaders alike, employers are tired of job hoppers. Investors don't want to waste their investments on entrepreneurs who may give up halfway. Leaders do not want to waste their, their development budget, right? Upskilling and developing talents that are not pretty enough mm. to bring the organization mm. to the next level. Today, even foundations, you know, those that give up scholarships, they, they will select their the scholarship uh, applicants really well because they do not want to provide education scholarships for just smart students who are not able to sustain, who are not able to continue to excel in their studies and even leadership qualities. So I think all this actually tells us the, the importance of decision makers that they put their place on people having great today. The yeah. second reason mm-hmm. I would say is that because we live in a vocabulary environment, right? And, and we really need survivors and, and drivers. Um, change keeps happening around us. You know, the chaos, the chaos can happen in an instant. Things get complex. And so employers look for gritty people because we believe these people are not easily deterred or easily distracted um, and able to focus on the long-term goal. And, and in ambiguity and uncertainty, right, today, with failure, you know, we want people who can actually bounce back in, in the face of adversity. So if you think of assessments, we used to assess IQ, we used to assess uh, EQ. Today, one of the assessment tools that's becoming really popular is actually AQ, which is a, the adversity quotient assessment that assesses a person's ability to withstand setbacks and failures. Yeah? So these are a couple of reasons I can think of. And, and maybe finally, one more is really future skills. Because if you look at uh, uh, the recent World Economic Forum uh, Future of Jobs report in October, out of 15 top skills that employers look for, nine of it kind of have relation to grit. Yeah? And, and they really talk about the continuous uh, active learning, critical thinking, problem solving, resilience, high stress tolerance, and even flexibility. So I think this reasons really sums up why it's so important you know, for employers and leaders looking for people to quit. Right. So it's not just about uh, hiring for the now. It's about the long term and thinking about, you know, mm. these are the people that are going to become the future uh, managers and leaders within your company. These are the people who are going to uh, welcome the new, new workforce in the future as well. And, and to build mm. that sort of work culture and the ability to survive. So... Seeing how important uh, having grit is, you mentioned earlier that grit is sort of an, uh, an encompassing term for various characteristics, right? So tell, tell me a little bit about how we can identify if someone has all of the characteristics uh, needed to be defined as grit. Um, I, I guess if we observe um, most successful leaders in the world, in the world com- uh, revolutionary icons like uh, the late Nelson Mandela or Mahatma Gandhi, corporate icons, you know, like the late Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, even athletes, which I think are one of the best representatives of people with greed, like Malcolm Phelps, Michael Jordan, or Mike Tyson. We, we see that these people personify greed. Yeah. Uh, Jim Gray, one of the speakers in uh, one of the recent Bounce Back Summits I've attended, summit so well, you know, when he interviewed these world athletes, and he said things about people who you can identify that has greed. These are people who are very different. Most of them are really extremely dedicated. They have a myopic, um, they are myopic in their pursuit of excellence and their desire to achieve something great without being deterred, no matter what obstacles that are put in front of them. And they have the ability to endure and not to be denied. 
You know, you know, if you hear, you just hear the description of someone that personifies greed. You know, for me, um, if I think about that also, another person comes to my mind, which is our very own health director general, country doctor, Noor Hisham. Mm. This is a man who has dedicated his life, you know, to protect the health of all Malaysians. Not, not only just during this pandemic, for a greater length of his career, you know, in the profession. And can you imagine how much greed is needed, right, to go up to the podium every day, to update us of the COVID situations, to handle what goes on behind the scenes, and even to mobilize the entire healthcare system in our country to tackle this pandemic, right? Mm. It takes an awesomely greedy leader to be able to do that. So, so you know, if, if any one of you, you know, you, and you have that one person that you thought of that personifies greed, my advice is to follow him, follow her, and you will learn a lot um, uh, a lot from that greedy person, you know, as as a role model. Mm, um, I see. Maybe for those who need more structure, you know, in really identifying the characteristics, you know, of, of the behaviors of people with greed, I, I'll kind of quickly summarize it. Maybe seven very simple, um, identifiable, observable behaviors. Um, firstly, you you look for people who have courage. All right, everyone has fears, but greedy people find the courage to push past their fears. And they are typically bold, risk takers, and pushes their own limits and the limits uh, of people around them. Yeah. Um, the second, the second observable behavior I would say is uh, conscientiousness and also dependability, a trait whereby you are myopic, you know, and making sure that there's a plan for every step to get to an ultimate goal, that nothing is allowed to happen by luck, but by intentional actions. Um, and that, and then someone says. Uh, they will do what they do. You can depend on them to actually fulfill it. So that's the dependability part. Uh, the third observable behavior uh, would be what I call endurance, a familiar term. And this really means being in the game, in the mission for the long haul, uh, being committed and you don't give up that easily. Uh, the fourth uh, simple trait would be actually resilience, the trait to show that you're able to get up after you've been knocked down, you know, coming back stronger each time, learning from uh, the setbacks and the failures that you face. Um, the fifth uh, behavior, uh, very simply put, is the spirit of excellence. And I think we can obviously see when someone does something excellently or when someone does things mediocrely, right? Next trait, someone that is super optimistic and we will find that there are such people. However, I would say uh, you will be people who are optimistic yet realistic. You know? So no airy-fairy goals, but people that are able to be optimistic yet put realistic plans to achieve what uh, they, they are aiming for. And last but not least, I think uh, another observable behavior to identify people with greed is simply humility. Humble to learn anything, humble to accept failure and criticism so that they can seize every learning opportunity. I hope these seven traits help people to actually see and identify those people with greed. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to take a short break. But uh, after that, I will continue speaking to Ang Kui Ming all about grit and uh, how to develop it as well. So do stay tuned to Raise Your Game on BFM 89.9. Banana from Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Raise Your Game on BFM 89.9. I'm Christine Wong and on the line with me is Ang Hui Ming, the co-founder of Leaderonomics because, of course, it is the first Monday of the month, in fact, of the year. So we're talking about grit today, which is a, uh, a sort of all-encompassing term for uh, uh, multiple traits that sort of uh, include courage, dependability, endurance, resilience, um, a spirit of excellence, uh, optimism and humility as well. Uh, now, I, but I do want to, you know, talk about 
about you know these traits, and obviously they they tend to lean towards uh, positive. Um, you know, uh, ideas, right? But is there such a thing as a negative effect of grit before we get into how to develop it further? Christine, very, very interesting uh, question. <laughs> yes, I, I do think there are, you know, while grit is really important, that there are probably a few side bad effects or I'll say bad versions of this trait um, that could end up doing more harm than actually good. Uh, based on just my experience, I, I think there are signs that would indicate to one when bad grit is um, being practiced and when we should consider to reevaluate uh, what we do. Yeah, I would think the first indicator to watch out for uh, in the pursuit of greed, right, is, is our health, our health or the health of people around us. Um, when there's negative stress, when you are being greedy about pursuing something and it generates negative stress, that starts to hurt yourself mentally or physically, that's an indication of bad greed. Uh, when there's no joy in the pursuit, you know, and you're mentally um, distressed out of it, then you need to really think through whether it's worth pursuing and whether this is something that is, at the end of the, of the whole pursuit, that there will be contentment and satisfaction. When we practice good greed, you know, you generate positive stress that propels you forward. When we practice bad greed, you know, pursuing something that you maybe actually don't like doing, <laughs> pursuing someone else's dream, or even just fulfilling an obligation, what happens is that we generate negative stress that harms your health and takes a toll on your mental and physical being. This is where I believe greed is applied wrongly and one should reflect you know, on why are you pursuing such a path in the first place. And I think this is also um, why many organizations today say that they want to look for employees who are aligned to their vision, aligned to their values, and even aligned to their mission. When there is such alignment of the organization's purpose and the employee's purpose, having greed to see every task through is easier. Uh, even when stress is involved, right? The second factor or second indicator uh, for us to watch out for that indicates bad grit is to look at relationships. When when one is pursuing uh, goals uh, uh, endlessly, but it starts to hurt the ones that you care about. Uh, when time from loved one is robbed relentlessly, when financials deplete to the levels where basic survival is threatened, you know, or even when the well-being of loved ones are sacrificed, including their health, their needs, or their emotions, then I think we have to stop and ask if it's worth it and when, and whether when you reach the end of the goal, having lost these relationships was worth it. Okay, so that's the second thing I would say that indicates bad greed. And, and last but not least, um, uh, this thing that a mentor or mine, but within 16 years ago actually advised me and to watch out is that, you know, be careful about not losing our identity or soul when we pursue things that goes against our values, purpose or principles, that's when we do need to look into the mirror and see, do we still recognize ourselves? And, and if, if we don't, then it's actually time to actually say, that's that great, that's, that's, let's move on, let's let go of this and let's move on. I'm just sharing all this based on my experience because there was a time when I was a, in a high-flying corporate role you know, that could have gone higher in the ladder. But I woke up one morning in the country that I wasn't even sure where I was, having traveled a lot at that time. And these three questions or these three indicators kind of stirred me up and caused me to actually change my course in life, to pursue what I do today uh, with comments I care about and with the organization developments versus pursuing profits and bottom lines for a corporate that I didn't kind of align to. 
I think it's all about balance, right? That's kind of what you're talking about. You know, everything in moderation. I think that's something that, you know, can apply to many things. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, that I think that extends to grit, right? So it's, it's this idea of like, you've got to be, you've got to have these traits and you've got to uh, exhibit them, but only, you know, if you're being true to yourself and, and, and you've mm-hmm. got to, you know, be aware of, you know, to what extent, um, are you are you exhibiting these traits too, and and is it healthy or not? I suppose. So you know, assuming that you've got that under control, and that you are you are trying to learn how to develop grit if you are if or or, or the traits involved with grit if you are lacking in them at the moment. Um, tell me a little bit about how you can start to develop grit in yourself. Okay. And I, I'm happy you asked me how grit is developed, you know, because a lot of people kind of ask, you know, is grit innate? Is it second nature, you know? And some have, some don't have it. But true, true enough, grit is really something that can be developed over time. And, and I think as we enter into the start of 2021, many will start to set goals for the year. So let's ensure we have grit to see it through as well. Okay. So I will summarize um, how to develop grit in just three steps. Uh, and all three, I believe, are kind of related with other well-known and widely researched concepts that actually make people successful, yeah. The, the first uh, step, I would say, is uh, passion uh, and purpose. The first and most important step is to ensure that we are being greedy for the right reason, for a reason that matters, so that we would be satisfied with the outcomes. So having passion and purpose to start with is kind of aligned to the concept of Ikigai, mm-hmm. and also maybe Simon's the next step with why, right? Right. So at the root of greed, uh, it's being clear on what we are interested in, which will turn into passion and ultimately your purpose. So that's the first step, I would say. Um, so having passion at the start is good, but passion without mastery leads to nowhere. That brings me to point number two or step number two uh, is simply uh, practice, practice, and really just practice. You know, our passions are things that we have not yet gained mastery you know, and it drives us to improve ourselves better. So like what Malcolm Gladwell actually states that you know, for one to achieve mastery, it requires at least 10,000 hours of practice. Mm. And if I look at the world's leading sportsmen, right, uh, people like Michael Jordan or Mike Tyson, they practice more than 10,000 hours. And at each part of the game, right, how, how many hours you spend learning how to shoot, how to dribble, how to attack, you know. And, and year after year, when these people achieve certain goals, they continue to set even higher goals for themselves and beating their own records. Yeah, so two steps, having the passion and purpose, to keep you on track, practicing like crazy to achieve the mastery in what we pursue. And the final step to develop greed, uh, I think it is to, to actually develop the mental willpower to play the infinite game, to play a long-term game. And it is really for us to learn how to hone our mindsets to sustain uh, and continue to excel in the long run, knowing that it's not a sprint, but it's an ongoing marathon. If you ever feel like giving up on your goals for 2021, hang in there and hang out with greedy people. You know, a grit wraps off and if you hang out with greedy people, you somehow will also be influenced and you will actually become more greedy too. Mm, yeah, I think there's a, a saying about how you are, I think the the closest five relationships in your life are, shape who you are, right? Um, True. So that would definitely help, I think. Now, okay, final question for you, Hui Ming, is... Um, so now we've identified what grit is. We've uh, made sure that we understand the traits involved in grit. We know that, you know, as with anything, an excess of it for the wrong reasons can be bad and how you can mm. develop it further. But so now for employers or leaders who are looking to hopefully hire in 2021, mm. um, mm-hmm. how can how can they identify people with grit? Ah, 
Okay, good, good. Practical question. <laughs> okay, so, so say, say, say you're an employer or an investor looking to invest uh, in an instrument's idea or a talent and we have to determine right, which candidate for that is great at the recruitment stage or at the introductory or getting to know them stage, right? I think uh, it's pertinent to actually ask the right questions and to observe certain things. Uh, first thing I would say that, you know, when you're looking at talent or candidates or even entrepreneurs, I would comb through an individual's past experience and see patterns. Um, basically, look if there's any job hopping experience, look from their range of uh, uh, exploits and things that they do. And I think um, job hopping will be one of the signs that someone lacks greed, although I would say that it's just one data point and it needs to be taken into context to understand why people job hop or move from one venture to the other venture, right? Um, like for example, serial entrepreneurs, they hop from one to the other. You just have to find out whether is that lack of greed or is that an intentional move to achieve a much bigger purpose and goal that they have. Mm. So that's the first thing I would look out for, the patterns, right? Second, second thing is really during the interviews or the time that we spend with these individuals, um, I, would, I would suggest that people put um, candidates or talents through certain scenarios so that it's not just words, but it's actually words in action. Uh, put them through simulations or simulators that will reflect and force them to, to kind of display the way that they approach work or the way that they cope with challenges uh, and see whether they are likely to fight or flight when obstacle comes uh, uh, towards their way. And, and, and probably the third thing I would do is to really uh, ask questions that themed around adversity and sustainability. So ask them questions of why they would face great adversity, when they face great adversity at work. Uh, how did they cope with it? How did they turn around difficult situations to yield positive results, right? And from there, you would get an idea of these people's ability to actually uh, do so and to, to display to you and prove to you that they have complete. Um, some other things that uh, we could we could do also as um, employers or leaders looking for greedy people is to get them to take a couple of assessments. Uh, there is the Greed Skill Assessment by Angela Duckworth that's actually free and you can try it online as well. It's called the Greed Skill, G-R-I-T-S-E-A-L-E. And it gives you a scale of zero to five as to how people are passionate and perseverance uh, and, and you'll be able to see how they compare to other people. There's also the Adversity Quotient Assessments that can also be kind of utilized to actually assess someone's ability to uh, to survive adversity or challenges that comes their way. So there's a couple of practical things that can be done. Right. So uh, the assessments are uh, Angela Duckworth's grit scale and also uh, adversity quotient. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, thank you so much, Hui Ming, for speaking to me all uh, about all about grit today and, uh, you know, talking to us about how we can hopefully develop those traits and take them into the new year. I'm Christine Wong, and you have been listening, of course, to Raise Your Game here on BFM 89.9. If you've missed any of today's interview, you can download the podcast on bfm.my. You can also uh, head over to the Apple App Store or Google Play to download our app uh, as well. That's there. Or you can actually catch us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been Raise Your Game on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my. Or find us on iTunes, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.